Hello, hello. I'm Jessica, and this is the How I Met Myself podcast, a show where we talk about the journey of self-discovery and finding your purpose in life. After years of feeling stuck, I finally found clarity around my purpose. Now, I'm going after my dream, sharing my story here, and bringing you conversations with healers and spiritual teachers to help inspire and guide you to your purpose. Join me and start building the life you're meant to live. Hello, hello, and welcome to the How I Met Myself podcast. I'm Jessica, your host. Thank you so much for joining me today. It is a beautiful morning here in Los Angeles. We are supposed to get some rain tomorrow, and then there's a lot more rain in the forecast for next week. So I am really just soaking up today's sun that is still shining. I think I'm going to eat lunch outside and just let it seep in. Today is a solo episode, and it is really focused on transcending fear and deepening into faith. I am about 24 weeks pregnant right now with my third child, and this pregnancy has been a great teacher for me. It's brought a lot of tests from the universe and has really asked me to keep holding the faith in the face of uncertainty. If you are a mom or you're on the journey to motherhood, I'm sure you can relate to this, but it's also applicable to anyone who is facing uncertainty. Uncertainty requires an act of surrender, and I'm going to share how to surrender in these very difficult moments. I'll also share the gifts that come when you do surrender. It's so counterintuitive and it really calls for your trust. So that's really what today's episode is all about. Before we go there, I have to share something kind of silly. I have been on a year-long hunt for the perfect water bottle. I have a lot of water bottles in my collection, and I'm really just not happy with any of them. I finally found one that I did like, and it was working for me for a while. I think it's called the Iron Flask, but then I broke the the top, the, the spout. So I ordered a replacement, and literally two days after I started using the replacement, I broke it again in the exact same way. So I decided once again that I needed to find a new water bottle. I'm very picky. I don't want a straw because I want to be able to throw it in my bag. I want a spout that has a fast flow. I don't want to have to work very hard to get the water out. But I also want a spout that I can open with just one hand. I'm a mom. I'm always carrying a million things. I can only devote one hand to this water drinking operation. So I asked around and I received a very promising recommendation for the Owala water bottle. Has anybody tried this? I ordered it in the 32 ounce size because I drink a lot of water. In the photo, it looked like exactly what I was looking for. It came yesterday, 
and I have to say I am so disappointed. It is so wide. I don't think it will fit in my cup holder in my car and I don't have giant hands. I honestly don't think I can confidently hold this water bottle in one hand without dropping it. So now I'm returning it. I'm going to buy the 24 ounce, which is a little bit bigger than the water bottle I'm currently using, which is only 18 ounces, but still a little bit smaller than I would really like. I will let you know what I think when it comes, but if anyone has any recommendations in the meantime, please send them my way. I only want something that is stainless steel, don't want plastic, don't want glass. So those are my requirements. And if anyone has a suggestion, you can DM me on Instagram at underscore how I met myself. My search for the perfect water bottle continues. Okay, that was a little bit of an aside, but I just had to share. Now back to the episode. A few episodes back, I think it was number 25, I announced my pregnancy and I also shared my reaction to the news and how I've been processing it. I wanted to go into more detail about the pregnancy today and like I said before, how it's really been a lesson in surrender and deepening into faith. It has not been easy. No pregnancy is. It is my third child and every pregnancy and new baby is really another initiation into motherhood. And it reveals things to us that we couldn't see before. Things about ourselves, our purpose, our identity, our beliefs. Every time you go through it, you're seeing it through a new lens. And so it offers new lessons and opportunities for growth. I think the first time I was pregnant with my son, my firstborn, I went in with a lot of naivete. And I don't blame myself for that. There's nothing wrong with it. You don't know what you don't know, and you really can't conceive of how motherhood is going to transform you until you go through it. When I was pregnant with my daughter, I was simultaneously navigating a major life crisis, and I was filled with fear for almost the entire pregnancy and really for the first year of her life. I was just living in a constant state of fight or flight. There was a lot of uncertainty about the future, and I was really just surviving. My daughter was my reason for continuing to go forward. She really gave me the courage to keep going and to bring her into the world in spite of the circumstances. I had two miscarriages after having my daughter, and I spent a lot of time really sitting with whether I wanted to keep trying for a third child. I shared this in the last episode about the pregnancy, but I, you know, I ultimately came to a decision that I did not want to try again. My family of four felt really good, and my work was really taking off, and I just, I wanted to be able to focus on my work. But as I shared in that other episode, God had other plans for us and we became pregnant unexpectedly. You can go back to that episode to hear how it all came to be, but 
that's not what I'm here to talk about today. I met this pregnancy with a lot of resistance, and it has been a very difficult pregnancy. I was quite sick for the entire first trimester and well into the second, and I was treading carefully because of the prior miscarriages. I didn't want to get too attached because I feared that I would have another miscarriage. And on top of that, I was feeling very conflicted about whether I wanted to have this third child. That's a hard thing for me to admit, I think especially because of the prior miscarriages, but it is true. And so there was a little part of me that thought if I had another miscarriage, it was probably for the best. Not that I was wishing for it, but I felt ambivalent and I dissociated a little bit from the pregnancy, not able to fully accept it. At my 12-week ultrasound, the doctor found an abnormality. There were two cysts on the back of the baby's neck that he said could indicate a genetic disorder, and he recommended additional testing to confirm. The range of potential outcomes with something like this is vast. It's not for sure. In fact, he actually said like the most likely case is that it's these cysts are going to go away and that it's not an indication of of any health concern. But there's just so much uncertainty and you have so little control. I think anyone who has ever navigated a health scare or issue can relate. You are filled with fear. You can't get the answers that you want, and you don't really know how to proceed. I really grappled with whether we should do the additional genetic testing that he had recommended. With the ultrasound, it felt like we had gone looking for trouble. It was conducted by a high-risk specialist rather than my regular OBGYN. She had referred me to this specialist based on my age. I'm 38, by the way. In my past pregnancies, the 12-week ultrasound had just been done by my regular OB. I, I really feared what could be revealed if we did do the additional testing. My rational self said, do the testing. More information is better. You can make a more informed decision. If your baby does have a genetic disorder, you can prepare. You can line up resources and additional care that might be needed. And at the same time, I felt like more information would lead to more fear. And when fear is predominant, it leaves little room for magic the magic that has the power to heal. I was really torn. You know, I I have a spiritual practice. And so this was one of these moments where I had to say, like, do I do I turn to science and, you know, the the medical recommendation, or do I turn to spirituality? Do I lean into faith? Ultimately, I decided that since I couldn't unknow that these cysts existed, 
that I would proceed with the additional testing, but I would do so with great faith, faith that my baby would be okay, that he was healthy, and that if he was born with a disorder, that I would be able to rise to the occasion and love him and care for him under any circumstance. I had to lean so far into love in order to diffuse the fear. The thing about motherhood is that you will learn this lesson one way or another. It might come in the form of a health problem. It could be behavioral or social. But no matter what, motherhood asks us to surrender, to let go of our fear and lean into faith. As mothers, we realize over and over again that we have to give up control. We can't control who our children are. We can't take away the circumstances of their lives that will cause them pain. We don't choose their health. The sooner we accept this, the sooner we liberate ourselves from living in a state of fear. We do this by surrendering, by having faith in God, the universe, a higher power, whatever it is that you believe in. When we surrender, we leave the door open for the magic to come in. I want to share what I actually did to surrender. I already have a regular meditation practice, and I really spent a lot of time meditating on the baby, just really trying to connect with him. It was something that I had a lot of trouble doing earlier in the pregnancy because I had been resisting the pregnancy. And so I just really opened my heart to him as much as possible. I imagined healing white light pouring into my womb and protecting him. I envisioned my heart inflating like a balloon. I also worked with my healer and mentor, Ali Ofstedl, who was actually on the podcast in episode 27. She's so incredible. So definitely go back and give that one a listen if you haven't already. We really worked on coming to a place of acceptance about the pregnancy. The biggest block that I had was really about how the baby would impact my work. It's taken me so long to figure out what my purpose is. And I've finally gotten there and I'm getting to live out my purpose. I'm not even a year into this podcast. I've just launched an offering to work privately with people in coaching and intuitive healing and breathwork. And so there's just so much momentum right now with my work and I I don't want to lose it. So as we were working through this, Ali said to me, I know you're worried that this baby is going to get in the way of you living out your purpose, but I believe that he's actually going to be part of your purpose. I listened, but in all honesty, 
I rejected this idea. I just couldn't see it. And my mind started going to the worst case scenario that he would have a major genetic disorder that would take me out of the work I was doing now and that my entire purpose would center around caring for a special needs child. And that's a very honorable and meaningful purpose. It just wasn't the one that I envisioned and that I was excited to be focusing on. But I sat with it and I really tried to open myself to this idea that he was part of my purpose. I couldn't see how, but I just wanted to invite the possibility in. It's a difficult thing to do when you feel blocked. It's like having a blind spot and you just can't see it, but you have to trust that it's there. Through meditation, I just I kept inviting it in. I think one of the best ways that I can explain surrender and what it feels like to surrender is the feeling that you get when you're in Shavasana after a really challenging yoga class. I actually just went to a yoga class the other day and this this really occurred to me. You've worked really hard and you know, your body's fatigued. And so you get to that final resting pose and your body just surrenders to rest, to stillness. You almost go into paralysis. You lose control of your body. Your body feels really heavy and, you know, you're not really trying to control it. You're just allowing it to melt into the ground beneath you. To me, this is what surrender feels like. If you do yoga, just tune into how this feeling of surrender feels in your body the next time you're in Shavasana. You can also just visualize yourself in the pose and really imagine your body feeling very heavy You're not trying to move it. You're just melting. Through these practices, I finally came to a place of acceptance. I embraced myself as a mother of three. And I went into the genetic testing with full faith that it was all working out exactly how it was supposed to. We did the testing right before the holidays, and it was going to take several weeks for the results to come back. I spent the holidays feeling a lot of hope and really for the first time feeling excited about the pregnancy and our future family of five. Once I opened my heart to this baby and embraced all of the possibilities that came with it, the magic started to happen. There were a few things that happened that I consider to be gifts, gifts from this baby, from this pregnancy. First, my relationship with my son, my firstborn, was taking on a new form. He was so loving and caring toward me and the baby, so protective. His love for the baby really helped feed mine. And he and I, we've had our challenges. 
I've talked a little bit about this before on the podcast. He's a highly sensitive child. He's very similar to me, and so he can also be very triggering. But I've noticed as I have embraced this pregnancy more, our relationship has really changed. We have a closer bond than we've ever had. I tend to get a lot less triggered by him. There's just been a softening, and it's been really remarkable to see this shift. I really do attribute a lot of it to this pregnancy and me coming to accept it. After the holidays, we received the news that the genetic testing had come back normal. There was one other test that was still outstanding, but it was the one that they were least concerned about. The doctor had said it was very unlikely that it would return any abnormalities. We were relieved, and although I had already come to a place of acceptance, this news gave me another layer of reassurance. Then something else unexpected happened. I went on a solo retreat in early January to spend some time focusing on my work. There's an entire episode about this solo retreat, and I've been hearing a lot of really good feedback about it. So if you haven't listened, definitely go back. I think it was episode 28. And, you know, I was I was in a really good place. I was deeply in touch with my intuition. I was connecting to spirit through my meditation practice, and a new layer of my purpose came into focus while I was on this retreat. It really kind of rushed in, and all of a sudden, I just had this knowing that I wanted to work with women who are on the journey of motherhood. I wanted to help guide them. I was flooded with insights about how motherhood has transformed me, and I finally could see that this pregnancy was not going to limit me. It was the opposite. It was expanding me and opening me to new opportunities. My mentor, Allie, had been right. All that I had been fighting against would now become central to my work. This is the birth story of my new program, the Expanded Mother Mentorship. While I was on the retreat and since returning, I have been heads down creating this new offering. I say creating, but it honestly feels like something that just came through me. It builds on what I was already working on, but it is rooted in this major epiphany that I had, which is that motherhood is the great expander. I plan to do a whole episode about this, so I'll just share a little context now. I definitely did not go into motherhood with this view, but I have seen now firsthand how motherhood can really open us to a whole new way of being, especially when we have the right support. It heals us, it strips away what's not ours, and helps us anchor into our true self. I am passionate about guiding women through this journey and helping them find expansion in motherhood. 
I'm so excited to share this offering with all of you. And if it's something that resonates, check out my Instagram account for more information about the program or DM me. I would love to chat and see if it's the right fit for you. But going back to surrender and leaning into faith, I share all of this to underscore the gifts that are possible when we surrender. There are no guarantees and we can't know what gifts will come. We just have to trust that our faith will bring us exactly what we need. And we have to keep holding the faith. You reach thresholds and you start to feel really good. You feel relief, like you made it through something. But then you might get tested again and you have to level up once again. This has been my most recent lesson. January has been so expansive for me. I birthed the expanded mother mentorship. I've been feeling so connected to my kids. I'm feeling really good about the pregnancy, and I just feel very much on my center point. And then I received a call from the genetic counselor who had the results from that one outstanding test. As I mentioned, this test was the one that we were the least concerned about. I had honestly forgotten all about it. But as it turns out, they did find a mutation on one of the genes that is associated with a syndrome, this particular syndrome that they were testing for. It doesn't mean that the baby will definitely have the syndrome. Some mutations are known to definitely cause the syndrome. Some mutations are known to definitely not cause the syndrome. This particular mutation has not been classified, meaning it could cause it, but it also may not. And we won't know until the baby is born or even well beyond his birth. This is the kind of news that can send you into a tailspin. The fear comes rushing in. You leave your body and your mind starts racing. It was very unnerving to hear this news. It was unexpected. It caught me off guard because I had honestly forgotten about this test altogether. I think in the past, though, I would have been completely devastated by this news. But I've lived in prolonged periods of uncertainty before. And I had already gone through my own process to surrender what was going to happen in this pregnancy. That's not to say that I didn't have an emotional response. I did. I cried. My husband and I cried together. We mourned the loss of the place we had been right before receiving the phone call. I can't say that We had complete certainty that the baby would be healthy before receiving this call. You never know that. You're never out of the woods completely. But we had been feeling pretty good. We we felt relief from the results of the other tests. You know, but that's, that's really the inherent part of motherhood. You live with the knowledge that something could happen to your kids at any time. 
You never stop worrying. Motherhood asks us to hold more paradox. Two things can be true. You know that anything is possible. Anything could happen to your kids at any time. And you also have to hold so much faith so that you don't live in a state of constant fear. The best way I know to transcend fear is to focus on gratitude. I see this challenge in the greater context of my life, a life that feels so good. I've gotten to a place where I feel so anchored into who I really am at my core and so much has fallen into place in my life as a result. I have two amazing kids who I feel so deeply connected to. I have a wonderful partner. He really is a 50-50 partner. He's so involved with our kids and not just in the fun stuff. He does a lot of the caretaking. He really shows up for our family and our household. I found so much purpose in the work I'm doing with this podcast as well as my private offerings. I almost can't believe where I am today based on where I was just a few years ago. And I really feel so much joy and happiness across all areas of my life. Focusing on these aspects of my life and the gratitude that I feel about them really takes me out of that frequency of fear. I feel love instead. And that love helps me to deepen into faith. It's a faith that no matter what happens, it's all going to be okay. Someone that I had shared this news with said to me, your life reminds me of the book of Job. I don't know how familiar you are with the story of Job, but Job is inflicted with a series of difficult trials. He loses his children, his health, his possessions. He is ridiculed. And in spite of his suffering, he continues to bless God in his prayers. And eventually, his health, his happiness, and prosperity is restored. I think comparing my life to the book of Job is a bit extreme, but I understand why she said that. We've certainly faced some challenges over the last few years. It's kind of felt like this constant stream of, of getting hit with with new, new challenges. Um, but this story is really an invitation to hold your faith in the face of suffering, even when life seems unfair. And for me, gratitude really helps to alchemize suffering. It diffuses it, it lessens it, and fills me with positivity, even when a difficult situation is lurking in the background. This news really does feel like a test from the universe, but it's not something that I'm going to let throw me off course. And it's the gratitude that keeps me grounded and rooted in faith. I think that the more we practice this, the easier it gets when we are tested by the universe. It's really inevitable that we are going to receive these tests. You know, it's a kind of the natural rhythm of life. And I think that the more we become aware of these rhythms and 
the more we deepen into faith and our gratitude for what we do have in our lives, the less we get rocked by these tests. And I think that we also are more likely to receive the gifts on the other side of the test when we stay in the frequency of gratitude and love rather than the frequency of fear. That brings me to the end of the episode today. If you found this inspiring or if you learned something in this episode, please share it with me. And you can also share it on Instagram. That is really the best way to support this podcast is to share it with your friends and your community. You can tag me at underscore how I met myself so that I can connect with you. I can say thank you. And as always, I love receiving messages from you. So always feel free to DM me. And the last way that I always like to mention as a way to support this podcast is to leave a rating and review on Spotify or Apple, wherever you're listening. It's really the way that I can grow this podcast and really keep it going since I don't have any sponsors or ads. So thank you again for joining me today and I will see you on the next episode.